Thank you for hitting the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play. This is Steven Jensen. You're listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. Today's episode, I am joined by Mr. Brickster. He's an independent pro wrestler. He's only 11 matches in, and he's a guy who has so much potential. It's it's unreal. And he's a guy, he's just a nice guy with a great head on his shoulders, with a great mentor group helping him out. And these are all things you're going to hear about in this episode, of course. He's a guy that in such a short amount of time, is evoking such a great response from the crowd. It's really hard to describe. It's something that I haven't really seen in person. I don't know really ever where I, as somebody who's so new to this, that is already making such great strides in this scene, in this independent wrestling world, that it's just absolutely incredible to me. And I think you guys are going to really, really enjoy hearing what Mr. Brickster has to say today on this episode. Before we get started, I always want to let you guys know about my friends over at Williamson Brothers Barbecue. Williamson Brothers Barbecue has my favorite sauce in the world. It's all natural. It's gluten-free. They have multiple flavors. You can find it in Publix, Whole Foods, Kroger, uh, but the easiest place to go, just go on walmart.com, search Williamson Bros in the search tab, and boom, grab yourself the best sauce in the world. Uh, they got a spicy chipotle that's really great. They have an original that's really great. They have a classic Carolina that's really great. And like I said, they're all natural and they're gluten-free. It, I really can't say enough great things about it. I've been eating this stuff for years, and I'm just uh, very privileged, very um, grateful, I should say, to have them as a part of this show. So make sure to check out Williamson Brothers Barbecue. Help support them. They support the podcast. And they also have three physical locations in the Atlanta, Georgia area. So you can actually go sit in meet the people, enjoy the food, and it's it's a great company, it's a great business, and it's run by really nice people. So once again, that's Williamson Brothers Barbecue. Thank you so much for being a part of the Fight Talk podcast. With that all being said, kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode with me and Mr. Brickster. Hey, this is Mr. Brickster. Yes, this is. How are you? Dude, I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm doing very well, man. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Dude, man, life's been awesome. It's it's a blessing. Um, you know, obviously, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, my family. My family's been great. And, uh, you know, obviously, we moved to Nashville uh, about eight months ago. Um, took a leap of faith. We felt called to come down here. We knew we'd be better for wrestling. We knew it would be better for our family, being in an entertainment city and, and kind of just uh, all that. So we packed up a U-Haul. We uh, had a house back in Buffalo and everything. And we packed up a U-Haul, me, my wife, and my one-year-old. We moved down here not knowing a soul. And uh, it's been about eight months now, and it's just been awesome. This place is great. The people are great. God's been amazing. Uh, wrestling's been taken off. Um, yeah, man, it's just been really, really cool. It's been encouraging, and uh, man, I, I'm just extremely blessed. Dude, that's all wonderful. That's all great to hear, man. Um, and you were telling me you just got back from Buffalo today, right? You were just up there visiting? I was up there for the uh, Empire State Wrestling show that I'm booked at. Um, it's probably the, uh, the biggest um, promotion in western New York. It's probably top promotion in new york is probably top five in the northeast so yeah i was booked up there uh did that spent a little time with family as uh, that's where i'm from 
um, got a chance to uh, train at my old uh, training facility up in Buffalo. And then, of course, got a chance to spend time with my mentor, uh, Lex Luger. Had some uh, some lunch and, and stuff with him and just talked about the business and, and kind of got mentored and got some more, more wisdom uh, going forward. I like how you just kind of casually say, like, I was up there with my mentor, Lex Luger, like, because... You know, I'm I'm 30 years old, man. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, um actually pretty close to Life Luger, uh matter of fact, and he um he was such a huge inspiration as me as like just like a wrestling fan. Like I was such a huge Life Luger fan as a kid, being a WCW fan, like so I definitely wanted to ask you about that and since you brought him up, like how did you link up with Life Luger? How did this all happen, man? So much like you said, he, he did most of his life up in Buffalo, and then when he started getting into the wrestling business, it could I mean, it might even have been in the football business, because he had a big career in professional football. Uh, he did move down to Georgia, just like you were saying. He was down, I think he told me he was down for about 18 years. So, I mean, uh, Georgia, uh, you know, Atlanta, that's just as much home to him as uh, as Buffalo. So he's, he loves it there. He has great things to say. Uh, sad story, his, his father passed away. A couple of years ago, um, and his family again is originally from Williamsville, which is um, right up in Buffalo. And he came back for that. Uh, he, he felt that it was at this time to be with his mom, so he decided to go back up to, to be with mom and just kind of be there for support and stuff. And and um, he uh, started going to a place called the Chapel, which is um, it's kind of a mega church up in up in Buffalo and, and being down in Atlanta, there's tons of mega churches. So I think this was just uh, something that he was used to started going there. I actually was going there for, for years now. Um, actually my wife there, but my brother is a pastor there. We went there and uh, I started getting in with a lot of the higher ups of the church and they kind of started supporting my journey. And it was just really cool. And, uh, one incredible guy, a guy named uh, Ryan Cozy, which is kind of one of the, the bigger wigs at the church, said, hey, man, you know, Lex is around, and uh, he he was a big wrestler, and you're starting to be a wrestler. He's like, do you guys, why don't we schedule a lunch where we all go out together and you guys talk? And, you know, me, yeah, that's kind of the way you're talking. I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, man, I look up to this dude. Like, wait, really? Like, the lunch with him? I was like, sure, I'm in. And, man, kind of the rest of his history, I showed up to lunch, introduced myself, talked to him, told him what I was doing, told him my journey, and he was like, if you need anything, you know, let me know. And I said, well, do you mind mentoring me and just kind of meeting up with me, maybe, you know, weekly, and, and you know, obviously Lex was a huge, big, a big body guy in the business. Obviously, he, he's had some challenges um, with a spinal cord injury and stuff, so he couldn't so much get in the ring with me. Uh, but he could meet with, me, meet with me weekly and teach me the business side and the branding side and the, what's a, what to watch out for in the business because it is a dark business at times. Um, and just kind of prep me for the other stuff, the, the stuff that can make or break a career. So from there, man, it was just, I mean, it's, it's all glory to God there. God brought him in my life and he's been able to keep him in my life and, you know, uh, I think that that's going to be a, a direct link with me and the WWE one day. And, um, and I, I kind of want to do it on my own. That's one of those things where you, you want to put the work in, you want to get noticed by him. And uh, that's what I'm hoping for. So I'm just trying to get as much seasoning as possible, trying to learn from every single person I, I encounter, from a, a, a new guy to a guy who's been in the business forever. I think that's the important part of this. And, uh, of course, having Lex in my corner has been uh, 
you know, nothing but uh, a blessing. But a lot of my stuff that I do, <laughs> you know, in the ring and things like that, you know, do pay respects to him. And, you know, one of my big, big finishers and moves is the flying forearm and things like that. So I definitely uh, incorporate his style and some things he does in my wrestling just to pay respects to him and, of course, show him that, uh, you know, I love him. Dude, that's so cool, man. That's such a cool story. Like, and you know, you mentioned Lex Luger kind of being a link to possibly get into the WWE someday for yourself. He works currently as some sort of like advisor to like the performance center right now, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, um, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to figure out, I think he's helped with the wellness policy. Um, and he's, uh, one of the guys that, um, you know, those, those old school wrestlers are still kind of always in the loop, you know, with the video games and, and all that type of stuff. Ah, it's on the tip of my tongue. I forgot exactly the words of what it is, but of course he's definitely still affiliated and, and, and you know, works with them. Sure. Sure. And so you mentioned Lex Luger being a mentor, obviously that's a huge help. And I mean, you can't ask for anything more than that. I mean, that's Lex Luger. It's amazing. But who else um, has helped you out up to this point, like from kind of your early days training and getting started uh, to now? Who have been some of the? I know you said you've, you pick everybody's brain, you listen to everybody, and you like getting input from everyone. But who have been kind of your main influences as far as like training is concerned? Sure, sure. Um, so when I started looking into getting into wrestling, I came across a school up in Buffalo, which is uh, it's called Grapplers Anonymous. And when I was new, I didn't know much about wrestling schools or you know if it was a good one or if it's going to help me. And now kind of being a little more seasoned, you know, kind of being um, in the business for a little bit, uh, Grapplers Anonymous was a huge part of my growth. Um, they taught me such a foundational value in wrestling uh, that uh, most schools don't. It's probably one of the best schools in the country. It just doesn't have as much exposure on it because Buffalo is kind of a smaller city. Uh, a big part of that was Brandon Thurston. He uh, he's like, I mean, I've got a lot of dads in the business, but like, he's one of the dads, of, you know, to me in the business, uh, a guy named Mikey every night. Um, he's again, these are just guys up in Buffalo that, you know, eat, breathe and sleep wrestling. And they just trained me up with an incredible foundation. Um, Braxton Sutter had a hand in that, uh, Pepper Parks. He's, he's worked for TNA for numerous years. So he had a really good uh, hand in, in helping me develop as well. Colin Delaney up there helped me out a little bit. He was in the WWE. So some of those guys helped me. Um, but then when we decided to move to Nashville because we felt called here, uh, it was it was, uh, it was was interesting. It was definitely a, a step of faith. And I just felt that the things would come together since we were called here. And um, Kerry Offal came right up beside of me. And he, oh, man. Awful is a professional. He is. He has taught me so much in this business. He is. He's created me to be who I am. Um, in the ring, outside the ring. Him, Kevin Koo. Kevin Koo has been a huge part of training me and developing me. Um, and it's just been such a blessing. Uh, promoters like Jimmy Fletcher, PWF. He's been helping me out so much. Guys that are willing to make a call and watch my match and. And, and things of that nature. Scott Hensley uh, was huge too. Dylan Hales, these guys are huge people in creating who I am right now. Um, they have a close eye on me. They are in touch with me. I'm in touch with them. They are honest with me, and they're just helping me become the best professional wrestler I can be. And if it wasn't for those guys that have been in the business for years, that ate crap sandwiches for years, um, and, and not wanting that for me, 
Uh, of course, we all are going to have to do it. But at the end of the day, they're just trying to teach me the right way, um, as a lot of them were brought up on the wrong way. And um, I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people, them brought up on the wrong way. So we're just trying to make wrestling better. We're trying to uh, make each other better, and it's a brotherhood, you know. And, and those are a lot of the names. Uh, of course, Lex Luger uh, is obviously another big name that's that's helped me out. David Otonga has been uh, a, a guy to me too. Um, he's a little bit better behind the scenes. He's watched some matches. Um, he watched some promos and stuff like that for me. He I met back when I did I Love New York, which was ten years ago when I did the VH1 reality television show. Oh, were you a contestant um, on that as like one of like the like eligible bachelor kind of things? Yeah, so that's that was my first claim to fame uh, back ten years ago. My first shot at television was uh, the first season, which just so happened to be the biggest almost. It, it, it pretty much is the biggest VH1 show in history. Uh, I was a weird, crazy character on the first season named Romance with a dog. Um, so that was kind of where uh, my big breakthrough on television happened. And then for years, I kind of hung it up, got in the workforce, and now obviously I'm wrestling and kind of making uh, a little bit of a, a way back. So. Wow, I had no idea. That's wild. And that's, of course, where David Otunga comes from as well. So you guys have that link from like a decade ago being on a reality TV show together and are now both in this like crazy world of pro wrestling. Yes, now, now David Otunga was on season two. So I was on season one. We kind of were the ones who, uh, right after Flavor Flav, we broke the ground with I Love New York and then he got casted for season two. Um, but we had a common link as we'd done the same TV show and and we kind of connected back then. So when I started getting into wrestling, um, you know, um, and Brickster started being created with the Brickster brand and the Brickster bow ties, you know, uh, I shot him over some bow ties. You could, you know, see pictures of him wearing them with, the, you know, him and his kids. And so, you know, he's definitely uh, supported Brickster. Uh, he's watched some of my matches, some of my promos, and uh, he's been giving me some good advice too. So he's obviously uh, working with in, uh, in the WWE. So that's another guy who's been helping me along the way as well. That's really interesting, man. I had no idea. Um, and, you know, you mentioned Carrie Awful and Kevin Koo and Dylan Hales and some of the guys kind of from this area, you know, Chattanooga area, Nashville area. And that's kind of a common theme on my podcast, I feel like. You know, I, I interview a lot of you guys that work shows like Southern Underground, which we'll get to, um, SCI Tournament, that kind of stuff. Kind of the Southeast region is kind of my bread and butter as far as the indie scene is concerned. And that's a common theme, man. Like every single person I've talked to, always credits guys like Kevin Koo and Carrie Awful and Dylan Hales and those guys. And that just speaks to to really the people that they are because it, it's like, it's one of those things, like maybe if I heard that name, you know, once or twice, it'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. But it's like every person has a Carrie Awful story about how he's helped out. Like, that's really cool to hear, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Carrie Awful, he's helped so many people out. People, Carrie Awful has given so much of his knowledge, so much of his time, so much of who he is as a person for this wrestling business and for so many individuals that he's taken times away from his day. He's taken times away from his family. You know, he's done so much to make wrestling better, not only just for our area, but for it, wrestling in general. And, um, Carrie awful is, <laughs> I, I don't really know how to say it other than like, he is probably the most selfless wrestler I've ever met in my life. And I think that's one of the best compliments I can give someone. Dude, 100%. That's really cool. Um, shout outs to Carrie Awful, of course. We, we love you here at the Fight Talk podcast, man. And, and it's really cool to see the uh, national exposure he got with Dojo Pro recently. I, I saw a lot of buzz uh, nationwide about him. So it's really cool to see, to see it kind of getting paid, like kind of full circle where like, you know, he's helped so many other people out and now he's kind of getting 
uh, his uh, acknowledgement uh, nationwide now uh, himself for his work. So that's that's really really cool to see. Absolutely, and and him and Kevin Koo deserve their spots on there. They were you know they were well deserved. They worked their butts out for them. They showed out. They really showed out on that show. And uh, man, I couldn't be more proud to uh, proud for them, but also proud to say that they're my trainers because those are the type of guys that I want to mimic. Those are the type of guys that want to follow in those footsteps. And hopefully one day, you know, I will be, uh, you know, I will earn a spot, you know, to be on a show as, as called a Zojo Pro. So, you know, uh, you know, that's what I think. I think mentors. Everyone needs mentors in life. Everyone needs them, no matter what. Beyond wrestling, you need mentors in your in your business world, you need mentors in your relationship world, you need mentors in your wrestling world, you need them all in life. If there's people that have already been through all this stuff in life, why wouldn't you take their advice? Why wouldn't you learn from them? So, you know, people like them, I see them do these big shows and big TV shows and all these things. And, you know, I just, I just try to learn as much as I can from them because one day I hope one day I could be, you know, uh, you know, be welcomed along to do the same. What are some of the things that, um, or was there like some big takeaways that you've learned from your mentors? Like, do you have any, like any like handful of things that have really resonated, like really hit home with you as things that you really carry, like how you carry yourself and like kind of how to conduct yourself and navigate yourself kind of through the business? Sure. Sure. And, and, you know, some of these things, um, were some things that I acquired cause I've had mentors for a big chunk of my life. I have friend mentors, I have marriage mentors, I have, I have mentors in everything. I believe in them. This is like beyond wrestling talk. I just believe in trying to be a better person, a better human, a better person for your community, for your friends, for your family. So I always try to be the best person of myself. So I have mentors all over. As far as in the wrestling business, you know, I just re- realized, uh, especially from like Carrie and Koo and all stuff like that, that it's all about moments. It's not about moves. A lot of people go in there and they, they watch a WWE Next film or, or watch something off of Raw and they go in and they mimic it and they think they did a great job, but they didn't, they didn't relate to the audience, they didn't connect with the audience. Um, so I'm learning to go in there and connect with the audience. One thing I do is I, I kind of do like this, you know, when I walk out, I wear these glasses. They're, they're just small little glasses, kind of like a Bret Hart thing. And I walk out and I find a kid or or at times if it's an adult, so I found an adult and I give him the glasses. And the whole statement that is said in that is when I walk out, I directly go to a fan and I give it to them. The point is, is this isn't about me. This is about you. And that's just kind of a symbol of why I do that, to let them know that I'm here for you, you know, because a lot of wrestlers, man, they just want to be the big, you know, tough guy and do all these super kicks and, these, you know, 450s and all this stuff, but if the audience ain't into it, there's no point. So make sure that the audience is always number one. That's what I've been learning a lot as far as down here in the South. And, uh, you know, and that Lex taught me so much stuff. I mean, just how to be uh, a husband, how to be a man. You know, we're talking about Lex Luger, a guy who, you know, uh, had a pretty, pretty troubled past, as we all did, I'm sure. But his was a little bit more publicized you know, the whole thing with Miss Elizabeth and everything. Sure. And, you know, Lex had a family. Lex had two kids. They were on the other side of, of, of Atlanta. So, you know, when this all came out, you know, um, it was a, it was tough. And wrestling's a dark place. So Lex has taught me a lot about how to be a man, uh, how to be a husband, um, how to, uh, you know, brand myself in wrestling 
That's why Brickster, Brick by Brick, uh, the clothes, the bow ties, don't like Brick's website. It's all big. It's all branded because I'm trying to start a movement. So he's taught me a lot of the business side of it. Um, you know, he taught me about, <laughs> uh, you know, the torture rack, which is kind of a funny thing to talk about. But the torture rack is something that's cool, and he's done over 5,000 of them, but he's not the same from them. Um, they were cool looking, and, and everything was great back in the day doing them. But when he basically torture racked every single person besides Yokozuna, and he did try, but it didn't happen. Right. Uh, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't let him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was going to torture rack Yoko. Uh, but anyways, the whole point is, is keep your keep your move set and, and, and keep you know the finishers and such stuff like that simple. Make sure you can do your finish to everybody. You see what I'm saying? Because if you can get it over well, just make sure you can do it to everyone because you never know who you're gonna wrestle. Uh, so that's just like a little tidbit from him that I wanted to share. But but yeah, I've learned just so much, you know, just how to treat people in the locker room, how to make sure that uh, you always show respect to them regardless if they wrestle a week or wrestle 10 years or 20 or 30 I always say thank you uh, always ask questions always ask what you can do better um, you know be just just be humble in these locker rooms you know be confident in the ring once you hit that curtain man that's your time be confident and let them know in the in the locker room that you are confident in who you are as a wrestler but when you're in the locker room man you shut your mouth you open your ears you know um, and uh, a big, huge mentor of, of Carrie Offal's, uh, his mama, uh, Tasha Simone, taught me that, you know. So she's been incredible, too. There's been so many great people along this journey. I would never be where I am if it wasn't for these people. Sure, I need the drive. I need the passion to do it. But, man, these people are treating me how to do it the right way, you know, and teaching me, you know. So I'm just blessed, man. I really appreciate everything that everyone's doing. Man, that's so cool. Like everything you're saying is like, I remember, I, I don't know if you remember, but I spoke to you in person at one of the Southern Underground shows recently. And, um, when we were talking, like you had mentioned to me that you've only had like a handful of matches at this point. Like how many matches are you at currently right now? And I couldn't believe, cause I think you were like eight when I talked to you last. Um, and, and I couldn't believe it because of like the things you're saying right now the head you have on your shoulders, your attitude. I really thought you were like more of like a veteran in the business. I mean, that as a compliment, of course, like, cause I, I really, I had no idea. And when you said like, yeah, I've had like eight matches. I was like, you've got to be kidding me, dude. Like you're, you're a, you're a diamond in the rough. Like this is, I can't believe I'm seeing this right now. And the reactions you get from people and the way that you can make moments. Um, I'm not just blowing smoke, man. You've probably seen on, on Twitter. Like I say it all the time. You got, in my opinion, the biggest pop of the entire show at the last Southern Underground show, and it was on your entrance. It wasn't during the match. It wasn't during anyone else. It was your entrance was the loudest reaction I heard the entire time I was there. And I think that's really a big credit to you, man, to be able to get yourself over so greatly in such a short amount of time and and make it look like in the ring that you've been doing this for years rather than, you know, 11 times is just insane to me, man. It's It's great. And I appreciate that, you know, and that means so much to me. Um, and, you know, you know, going to the ring and, and doing everything in the ring is awesome. And that's what we do for the fans, you know. But I also think there's a whole other side of it. I think it's after the show going out and shaking the fans' hands, telling them thank you for coming, taking pictures with them, listening to them, sharing stories. You know, for me, wrestling is not just wrestling in a ring. It's getting to know people in new cities. It's getting to hear their stories. It's getting to encourage them. It's maybe maybe even giving them a shirt if they ain't got the money. 
it's it's more than just the wrestling and that's what i think people lack in the business is they show up to these shows they get in the locker room they do their match they're a tough guy they get back in the locker room maybe they get in the car and leave they didn't connect with the audience enough to say hey thank you for coming to me i love after the show's going out and of course we got to take down the ring and stuff that's one thing but going out shaking hands thanking people for coming hoping to see them again you know, we're, I'm just a person, man. Like, I'm just like anyone else. I'm not no better than any of these people. It's just a blessing they come to support what we do. And obviously, when Brickster gets in there, he turns it up to 100. But when he when he gets out of the ring, he's still Brickster. But man, I'm just so thankful for all these people coming out and supporting us and believing in us. So, you know, people don't remember what you say and do in life. You only remember how you make them feel, whether if it's in the ring or outside the ring. And too many people are, uh, you know, losing connection and moments with people you know, after the shows or in the beginning of the shows or at intermissions when they can, um, you know, not only grow their fan base, but, you know, really, really give these, these people special moments. So I think that's what the business is lacking. I hope I can help change the business in that. And I, I do got to ask you, like, because, you know, talking about, like, your entrance and you got, like, the Legos and, like, uh-huh. you know, the, the bright colors. And you said, like, you know, your mentors and people like Lex Luger have kind of helped – navigate you know kind of the, the directions that you're going and and you're picking brands and, and all that great stuff like where exactly did the idea for your gear come from like the suspenders the bow tie the bright colors um because i've heard people in the crowds of the shows that i've gone to that you've been at most of them honestly once again i'm not just saying this because you're on the show i've said it publicly plenty of times a lot of people actually comment on how cool they think your gear looks because it's different and it catches your eye. So like, where does that come from? So I will give you an idea of the gear comes from much of my training and my developing from Rex to Carrie to everybody to me being into fashion, you know, huge fashion guy. If you were to track me years ago, I was always into wild fashion. But if you dress like a million bucks, you get treated like it. It sounds crazy. But for a guy like me, like you said, with the inexperience per se with the, with the amount of matches and stuff, I'm not going to come out in some black trunks with some black boots and say, oh, I'm a wrestler. I'm into fashion. i got to make sure I look incredible. If I were to be your attorney and you needed me, I wouldn't show up in a Walmart suit. Believe me, I would show up in the best suit possible. And I might not even practice law. If there's a good chance, I'm probably going to get you out. probably get you out first. It's just the way people are. They judge you the first 11 seconds they look at you, and a lot of it has to do with how you look. Is it right? No, but that's how it is. And in wrestling, it's even turned up more. So that's where the crazy outfit came from, me being in the fashion and me making sure that I stepped up a notch to make sure I had one of the best uh, ring gears out there, which I, I hope I do because that's, that's the goal. Second thing, the Lego thing. Legos are important to me because years ago, as I was in the fashion, I created what was called a Lego bow tie. What I wear to the ring, what I sell at my merch table, what I take pictures in, things of that nature. Well, when I go to these parties, when I do these photo booth events, because I had a small little photo booth thing back in Buffalo when I lived there, um, I needed to do something different to stick out um, where people would say, wow, that's memorable. So I created the Lego bow tie. I showed up to these photo booth events. I showed up to these um, these parties and man, <laughs> it just made a huge splash. Like people were just talking about it. People were buzzing. It's a huge conversation piece. So after that, I was like, man, I got to do something. This is way before wrestling, by the way, I got to do something with this. So I kind of started making them. I kind of started putting them out there. People enjoyed them. So when I decided to get into wrestling, 
I decided, man, I gotta give them an extension of me. So if you were to like look at pictures five, six, seven years ago, I always wore suspenders. I always wore, you know, uh, shirts that were, you know, that whatever shirts that showed my muscles, and then I'd wear these big bow ties. Well, when I got into wrestling, I just knew that I had to just take this character and just bring it right over to wrestling because it was real to me. It's me, you know, and, and, and there's nothing more easy to believe than you. So it's easy for people to digest. The Lego thing is a little deeper now. So the Lego thing and my whole gimmick, my whole motto, as much like Legos, we come in all different shapes, sizes, and colors. But when we come together, we can build great things. That's why I use Legos. It's a big movement. Um, brick by brick is not just a saying. It's, it's a saying when we all come together. We can do great things. It's for the kids that don't fit in that school. It's for the kids getting bullied, the kids sitting eating lunch alone. Um, it's for adults. Adults that feel, hey, you know, I, I'm anxious, I have anxiety, I'm depressed, I don't want to go out. I don't know if they'll, you know, I don't want to go to this wrestling show, or I don't know if I'll have friends. I open them up with open arms. Come to me. You're one of us. You know, and every single brick, every single Lego piece matters because they can connect in such an incredibly unique way. So no matter who you are, you're welcome to Brick Nation. You're welcome to the Brick House. You're welcome by Mr. Brickster. So it's an expression of love. I think it's what this world needs. It's more than wrestling again. It's back to the brand. And I think that this day and age with where wrestling is and what it can do with people and the influence it has on kids and adults, I think the Lego thing, the Mr. Brickster, the Brick Nation, the Built Like Bricks is incredible. It's exactly what the world means. Dude, that's beautiful, man. Like, I'm, like, getting motivated over here just listening to you, dude. Like, that, I, I love it. Like, that's such a cool message. Like, I didn't realize, I didn't realize how deep that all went, but, you know, it all makes sense. You know, I, I look at your Twitter all the time, the, you know, we're better together uh, statement, which I think is, is very true. And I'm with you, man. Like, I've joked in the past about how, uh, independent pro wrestling to me as a fan, I equate it to like fat camp. And I mean it as a joke because it's like, when you go to fat camp, you're not the fat kid. Everyone's the fat kid. It's like the joke from heavyweights. When you're a wrestling fan, like no one else cares. Like everyone's a wrestling fan. And even if you're not a wrestling fan, the wrestling fans will let you in. Like this is for everybody. Wrestling's fun. It's silly. It's a sport. It's entertainment. And I, I feel, I almost feel bad for people who, who can't enjoy it because it's like, everyone's going to be nice to you. We're all, we're all here just to have a good time. And I think that it's really cool that you're kind of spearheading a, a you know, a, a kind of a side movement of that that's even more inclusive and even more, you know, come together, like be with us, be with the Brickster, you know, kind of the Brickster nation, like be with the fans. Like I, I really love that message, man. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like, oh, is it a gimmick? Is it? No, it's not. It's not a gimmick. This is me. This is who I want to be. I, I do motivational stuff. I've, I've been to school. And I spoke to kids. I use Legos. It's easy to digest. It's easy fun for them. It gets them involved. Hopefully, in, in, in the future, I'll do some assemblies for kids. And maybe I'll do some motivational speaking. For That's that's who I am. That's in, 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 in my DNA. Was I always like that? No. No. You know, when I first did I Love New York, back in, uh, I think it was 07, um, you know, I got casted. I did this, you know, I didn't get casted at Buffalo, you know, Buffalo doesn't have entertainment. I was traveling and someone found me. Um, but I got casted for the show. I didn't know what it was going to be. I went out and did it. You know, I looked like an idiot, but it was cool. It was fun. I got 
I got noticed a lot. That was back when MySpace was popping, you know? Sure. Tom, everyone's from. MySpace followers. I thought I was the man. But I wasn't in the right spot. I was young. I was dumb. I was making bad decisions. I was partying. I did nothing with that opportunity. I did nothing with that opportunity besides go out, get wasted, make bad decisions. And eventually they caught up. They caught up to the point where I think I was with a buddy and we ended up getting caught with some dope or something. Then I'm in a jail cell and all this stuff. And at that moment, I was like, man, I got to switch up. Uh, like, I got to really get my life on track. So that's when I just, you know, I guess I should call my brother because you know, he's a pastor and he's, he's one of my role models. So I called him and he's like, man, start coming to church, man. You know, just it's slow, but just start coming. I started going. And, you know, me as a person, I felt I was at my best. And I felt, you know, I was who I was supposed to be on the spectrum God. So that's what I started to do. You know, I'm not a cheesy, believe me, if you guys see me, I'm not a cheesy Bible beater. I don't believe in that. That's not my thing. I believe in loving people where they are, regardless of their background, without expectations. So I just love people. I'll be honest with them, put my arm on them, help them walk with them where they are, and listen to them. That's it. And I help, try to help them respond. So I decided to do that. And then once uh, I, I met an incredible wife, I'm blessed there, and then now I have the little family and, and things like that. And then the wrestling thing came. So the whole point is, is I got around, I got, I got a run 10 years ago and I did absolutely nothing with it. Now I'm going to get a second run. I got a second chance and I'm going to do everything possible to make a big difference with it, to help change my community, to help, help my family, to help my friends, to help the wrestlers. Every single thing I can do with this opportunity, I'm going to make it count. So that's, that's kind of the whole story of where this motivation came from and why it's so real. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I believe I have this right. Um, and this just goes to your point of like, you know, you're going out and you're helping. Like whether you think there's going to be a return or not, you go out and you help. From what I understand, your kind of entryway into Southern Underground Pro here in Nashville was based on you essentially showing up without any kind of uh, without any kind of promises. Like you were just coming, you were helping set up the ring, you were doing whatever they wanted. As far as like, you're just there to help. And in a spot happened to open, like essentially the day that you were there, where uh, you didn't you 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 were there and you were there you were there and you were, you were uh, prepared to wrestle, like you were there ready to go, but like you did not have a spot, but you were there and, and willing to help. Is that is that really how that happened? Where there was just an opening and you were there and you were ready and you were ready to go? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And there's been promotions that have helped out um, plenty of times, and I never got a spot. And you know what? It's okay. I don't go there for a spot. I actually go there to help out, to meet people, to encourage people, and to learn from them. So, yeah, if there wasn't a spot, of, uh, you know, subcraps, or if they didn't give it to me, it's okay. Because I believe I want to earn my spots. I don't want things given to me. And there was, uh, there was a couple promotions up back in New York when I started my training. And I tell the promoters all the time, I said, don't give me anything. I said, I want to find a way to earn my spot. I want to find a way to become a draw. And that's my goal in wrestling. I don't want to, oh, hopefully they give me a spot. I want to show up and go, yeah, Brickster gets a spot. He deserves a spot. So I'm going to do anything I can to deserve my spots. Yes, the situation with that did. I did show up to help. But let me tell you something. If Jesse, if Koo, if Dylan didn't give me a spot, I still love him. <laughs> I'm still going to learn from him. I'm still going to show to set up. And at the end of the day, I promise you, I would eventually find a way to earn that spot. I love that attitude, man. I love it. And, you know, mentioning Dylan just then again, um, of course, he's one of the people that runs and operates the Scenic City Invitational Tournament that just happened a couple weeks ago. 
and you were a part of the SCI Future Showcase. What was your experience like there, man? Wow. Uh, <laughs> first and foremost, that was the coolest experience of my life, probably in the wrestling business. Um, I was just around just, you know, it's, it's, it's surreal. It's just so special. I was around so many great guys, um, guys that, that get it, guys that get it, guys that understand the business, guys that know the business, guys that have been in it for so long, guys that look at me and be, would be willing to give me pointers, willing to help me out, willing to give me advice, not try to, you know, uh, lead me down a rabbit hole, you know, you just never know you're going to get out there. And it was just awesome from the top to the bottom of the card, from the people that were doing the cameras to the announcing, um, to, 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 to the promoting every single thing in that show was incredible. Um, I got a chance to meet as many wrestlers as possible, many fans as possible, um, as many people as I could. I got a chance to wrestle O'Shea Edwards and Jada Newman. That was awesome. That was a treat. And, um, it was just a great experience, you know, um, got a chance to learn uh, some incredible knowledge from Corey Hollis, got some great stuff from Nick Gage, you know, just great guys that I don't know when I'm going to, you know, uh, travel in the same locker room as them, you know, so I had to take advantage of those moments because I don't know, you just never know. We're all in our different journeys. So I got the great opportunity to, uh, spend time with them, get some knowledge from them that I can take on with my journey. It was incredible. Is it safe to say that it's kind of like a career goal now to be a part of kind of like the main tournament next year? Is that something that you like were really looking forward to kind of proving yourself and in, in, in going in there next year as like one of the 16 in the main field? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Seeing that, you know, that night show, um, you know, night one Friday and then night two Saturday. Obviously, we did the future showcase in the morning, which – you know, we still had a good turnout. We really did. We had it, a bit of people there. And it came off yeah. it came off well on Powerbomb TV. I didn't mean to cut you off, but, like, it looked really good on Powerbomb TV, this feature showcase. Yeah, and it was. It was really good. I think it turned out really well. I think it was very creative how they did that. Um, I think Marco Stunt uh, deserved what he got. He's been working very hard, and everything that's been coming along with him, um, you know, people need to know it's something that he earned, um, and, he, and he deserves it. So I'm super happy for him. Um, he's been great too on the road, whatnot. He's been really encouraging. I love that boy. Um, but yeah, my goal is to get in the in the main showcase, um, so I can get, have an opportunity to, you know, basically uh, showcase who I am and what I got to that full packed out house. Um, I'm going to do everything I can the next year to get there, and um, I, I can promise you this: there will be a good chance I do get there because I wrestling to me, man. This isn't a weekend thing. I give up almost everything for wrestling. I gave up friends. I gave up family. I gave up location. I'm down in Nashville now because I knew it would be better for my wrestling career, and it has been. Um, but, you know, Monday through Thursday, I'm watching my son and stay-at-home dad uh, because if I worked, then I probably would put my family to the side because I'd be too busy in the gym pumping weights. I'd be too busy in the ring working on my wrestling, and then the weekend's traveling to wrestle. So what would eventually fall? Probably my wife, probably my kid. So we knew, we knew if I wanted to be a professional wrestler and give it my all, we knew that I had to be a stay-at-home dad. We knew my wife had to take care of the main job right now. And we knew that it was just going to be a lot of sacrifice. That's my story. I feel that's what you have to do. 
many cases to make it in this business. And the last thing I was going to do, because I will never, ever give up wrestling for my family. And if that comes down, then I probably would stop. So, so yeah, my, my, my journey is different. But right now, um, I watch my son during the week. I work out every day. I train during the week. I travel on the weekends. And Monday through Thursday, I hang with my boy, which is absolutely incredible. I'm obviously a husband during those days. I'm a husband all the time, but when I'm not here, my wife holds down the fort. And uh, I have an absolutely incredible wife. So <laughs> that's kind of my story. <laughs> Dude, well, I mean, you have to. With I mean, that, and that's that's great, though, man, because, like, not everybody can say that they have a partner in life that is you guys are such a team that she that she can put that kind of that weight on her shoulders to allow you to do what you love as well but with the but have clearly enough uh belief enough faith in your abilities and you as a person to know that there will be a payoff because you will get to those next levels and you will be a a, a true professional in this business and it will all pay itself back and make your make your entire family better in the long run for it. You're right. You're right. And you know what? You need to find a wife, a girl that doesn't want to change you and support you for who you are. Um, I am the complete opposite of my wife. My wife is a Southern Baptist woman. I am from the North. I am crazy and she is chill. We're completely opposite. Of course we balance each other. You know, this world, there's so many distractions, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. These girls are walking around in size zeros. They're walking around, you know, with a bunch of likes and guys are like, oh, I want that. Brother, that's like a Christmas gift. That's like you at Christmas getting a gift all wrapped up real nice. You're like, man, this has got to be a cool Christmas gift because someone spent a bunch of money wrapping it. And you open it up and it's poisonous. That's what a lot of these women are. They're not good for you. They're not going to help you. They're going to probably change you, and it's going to be more of a headache than anything. Find a woman who supports you. Find a woman who loves you. She doesn't have to be, you know, a small, big boob chick. She doesn't have to. Just find a girl who doesn't want to change you. And I'm telling you right now, if you find the right woman, man, it's going to be great. And you're going to have an incredible career, regardless if it's wrestling or, or, or any other avenue. Dude, I think we just became best friends, man. Like, you're literally saying, like, we're on the, such the same page with that because I, uh, I am currently single and I've gone on more first dates than probably anybody I know. And it's probably because at a certain point, a couple years ago, I just started showing up to dates with like Austin 316 t-shirts on. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I just don't even care. I'm just like, this is, I'm not hiding anything that I'm into. I like Nintendo 64 video games. I like hanging out with my friends. I love pro wrestling. I cover mixed martial arts. Like these are my things. And I hope that whoever I wind up with has their own things too. Like that they, they're passionate about their own stuff and that they, that they're, you know, that it's a partnership. And that's something that I think you really just, uh, emphasize there as something that is so important that most people, I can't say most people, but a lot of people just don't value that enough as far as like kind of the, the Instagram distractions and all those things. It's, it's, it's a very weird kind of world we're living in. And it's such a cool thing to hear that you've, you've found that you found that person who is a true partner and somebody that you can continue to be yourself with. Like that's, that's amazing, dude. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's just like, you know, people look at me at the gym and stuff like, 
yeah, you know, uh, when's your girl competing? Uh, you know, is she in the fitness? I'm just like, guys, really? <laughs> like, no, my, my, my girl's not into fitness. My girl likes blogging. She likes reading. She wrote a book. She likes watching uh, Aerial America. Like, she's, she's, she's cool. That's what she likes. Just because I'm in the fitness doesn't mean she has to be. And believe me, man, my wife's beautiful. My wife's legit. My wife's a boss. She'll check anybody. But she's not into the wild, crazy fashion like I am, although she has a cool little edge on her fashion. She's not into working out. She's not into some of the stuff that I'm into. But it's okay. We support each other in what we're into. We don't want to change it. You know, and once you find someone like that, all the other dumb stuff that this world's telling you that you need is gone. You know, this is the stuff that actually you can build a foundation on. So, um, you know, I just encourage everyone, if, if you're looking for someone, you know, definitely look in the right places, surely, but also find someone who's going to support you and not change you. Um, and see, we all change in relationships. It's fine. Like, I get it. You're going to change a little bit, hopefully for the better. But you just want someone who supports you and who you are and your highs and your lows and is always there. My wife has always been there for me. I've made a lot of bad decisions. My wife stuck with me through them. Um, you know, we just believe that, um, you know, we're at our best when we support each other. And that's, that's the most important thing. That's a great message for all those people who listen to this episode. Like these are takeaways way beyond wrestling that you guys should really pay attention to. I think, I think you're saying some really important stuff right now, Brickster. And, uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Sorry, man. I get off topic sometimes. You start getting me to motivate. You get me encouraging and motivating. Dude, I'll just, I'll go right off and I'll I'll literally... (laughs) jump right off the highway dude hey hey give me back on pace but hey but hey at least we know it isn't a gimmick like you said man this is you this is the real brickster man this is it man this is me baby that's what i I love it about you man um and so let's backtrack just a little bit as far as like you do the sci uh you're in with southern underground pro sup graps you got a big show coming up man uh in the basement east in october uh you're gonna be taking on teddy king uh, kind of a transition from an earlier topic, you know, Legos being a big a big factor. You guys are doing a Lego match. Um, what are you expecting out of this man? Because Teddy King has, um, over the past handful of months, somewhat become one of the main, if not the main villains of Subgraps. Um, a guy who's truly hated by the fans. A guy who does a great job of emo- uh, evoking that heel reaction from everybody. Um, and you're kind of like the. I don't want to sound corny, but you're kind of like you're kind of like the Lex Luger. I mean, you're like the the white meat kind of baby face, but like an updated 2018 super cool, just good guy. Like what what should we expect out of this? And I don't even know what the heck a Lego match is. Yeah, um, it, first I think you said it's in October, it's in September. September, sorry. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, September 25th. Uh, yes, Teddy and I will be doing a Lego a Lego match. Um, this isn't exactly what I wanted to be this isn't what i had planned um teddy king is probably one of the best billions in professional wrestling not just at uh southern underground pro um while i've been around a little bit i've been studying wrestling teddy king's probably one of one of the best villains unfortunately teddy king did something that um i don't recommend anyone do teddy king touched my legos Uh, no one touches a man's legos and to teddy king and to maybe some of the other people, they might just be toys. But see, the Brickster, each one of those Legos represents one of my fans. Each one of those Legos represents one of those people that Teddy King disrespected. So now, Teddy King, unfortunately, since he touched them, 
has to now face them. And I promise you, at the end of it, Teddy King will finally feel every single brick person that he disrespected in full force. Oh, man. I'm pumped, man. Because we had a little taste of it at the last show. You had him up. Oh, what do you call your finishing move? The the Kind of like the reverse outsider's edge that you do? It's called the edge of yikes. Edge of yikes. I like it. You had him up up top. Like, he was ready to go, and he squirmed his way out. So, like, is this going to be where we see that payoff, man? Like, this is going to be – you're saying, like, you're coming on, a, what, September 23rd. You're coming to the basement east, and you're you're ready to put Teddy King through some Legos. Well, I'm ready to push him to the edge of yikes because that's what I know is best for him. See, a lot of the things Brickster does is not what he wants to do, but it's what he has to do. I don't really want to hurt these people, but they're putting me in, the, in positions where I have no choice. And the edge of yikes isn't just a finisher that I use. It's pushing people to the edge. It's, it's pushing people to what scares them, making them take the leap when they don't want to because we ultimately know we do things that we don't want to when we step out in the water where we can't feel the bottom anymore, we always become better. So my whole goal is to make Teddy better as much as he doesn't know. So we're going to break him down to build him back up October 23rd at Southern Underground Pro. And this time, he gets to feel each and every brick that he disrespected, not only in Southern Underground Pro, but all across the country because he did something that no one should do. And he touched my Legos, which means he touched Brick Nation and he touched my fans. And that's something I do not tolerate. Oh man, I'm so pumped. I'm so looking forward to that. That's going to be an awesome match. Um, and before we get out of here, man, just got a few more minutes with you. Um, and once again, I obviously appreciate this a ton, dude. Who are some people, obviously 11 matches in, you've got a whole career ahead of you. Who are some people um, that you would consider to be kind of dream matches at this point, whether it be on the independent scene or on a bigger national platform? So two people that um, I think would be cool to wrestle just due to a lot of uh, feedback I got. Um, and again, necessarily it's just because of feedback because I just think it would be cool. It would be Dolph Ziggler because I think when I look at him in the face, it would be kind of like him looking in a mirror at times. I also do think Kenny Omega might be looking in the mirror a little bit too at times. Uh, not so much in style, but goodness, man, uh, we, we might be a gene or two off of looking alike. Uh, so I just think that would be kind of funny. Uh, but people that I would love to work with is John Cena. Why John Cena? Well, John Cena is someone I look up to, and he's someone who does more for the community and more for kids than any company in the world. So, of course, I would love to you know, be in the ring with him. But I would just love to learn, um, you know, under his umbrella and, and, of course, what he does, not only in the ring, beyond the ring. Um, other people that I'd like to wrestle, um, I would like to wrestle Joey Janela, just because I think it would be a really, really good match with, um, you know, with kind of the way he portrays himself and with who I am. Really, any, any you know, obviously, in a world full of people that want to be, you know, whatever, badasses, per se. I want to be, I want to be the good guy. I want to be Superman. I want to be John Cena. I want to be Hulk Hogan. So really anyone who wants to look at wrestling as trash, who wants to trash up a promoter, who wants to belittle the fans and, you know, basically think they're better than everyone. I would love to go toe to toe with because that's who I'm there for. I'm there for the promoter. I'm there for the promotion. I'm there for the fans. So anyone who wants to, you know, 
basically be against that, um, I would love to take on, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm just ready for it. I'm excited. Dude, I'm excited for you, man. And that was just, that was a great list of opponents. Like, I want to see every single one of those matches. And I, I believe that you're going to be there, man. Like, we'll, we'll see this stuff. And that's so cool, dude. I, I, I wanted to mention also, I want to mention it here on this show for anybody who listens so that when you uh see these matches happening, you know, kind of throughout the months and years, maybe you heard it here first. So I have... My fantasy booking for you. I don't know why I feel this way. I don't I don't know why I gravitate towards this idea so much, but I think down the line there's a ton of money in you as the top babyface and Cyrus the Destroyer as a top heel. I just see the two of you guys as just like the per, it's almost like the Luger Yokozuna kind of but with like just updated and Cyrus is a guy for his size that just impressed me so much, especially with his match against PCO and then in the scramble at the SCI. I just see so much money between the two of you guys. And I don't know if anyone else sees this yet, but you might've heard it here first. Like I want to see that match so badly, dude. Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. He's very talented. Uh, and I did get a chance to watch him work at a scenic, uh, scenic city and man, it would be, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there. If anyone hears it, if you wind up seeing that match at some point, just know I'm I'm at home or I'm there live and I'm watching it and I'm loving it. Brickster, dude, thank you again so much for your time today. Please let everybody know like where to find you, your social media, your merchandise, all that good stuff, man. Absolutely. Uh, again, guys, thanks for listening. Um, I know that there's a million and one things going on in your life. So to take some time out to listen to a podcast, it could be uh, very tough. Uh, I understand it. I get it. I just want to personally thank you all for taking time to listen to my story uh, and listening to this podcast. Um, some places you can find me, obviously, Instagram, uh, Mr. Underscore Brickster. Um, you'll see some pictures. Uh, you'll see some encouragement. You'll see some uh, clothing companies that I'm starting to work with and stuff like that. Uh, you can also find me at... Uh, Mr. Brickster, two R's at Twitter. Uh, pretty new to that. Um, I'm a little late, uh, late to the date on that one, but it's okay. You guys can follow me. You'll see some stuff there. Uh, Ricky Perillo is my name, and um, you know that who is that's Brickster. I'm just a dude, you know. So if you want to follow me on Facebook, that's cool. But if you really, really are looking to get plugged in to Brick Nation, the Brick House, and and the whole brand. I have a huge website up. It's called Built Like Bricks. And that's a place where you can see the bookings. That's a place where you can become a bricklayer, which means if you don't want to buy something, you can donate Legos and we can do something with them or we can pass them on. It's a place where you can get your cool brick shirt, your Lego Botas, your Lego Hurts, your Lego, excuse me, Lego Hearts, and all the merchandise there. And uh, it's a place where you can connect with me. So Built Like Bricks is, is the big, big place where that will kind of be the the vehicle to get you to everything else. So that's a great place to uh, to start if you want to connect with me. If you're looking to book me for an assembly or for, uh, you know, for maybe something for the kids or for the school, that's where you can reach out to there as well. Um, other than that, um, you know, look for me around the country because to be a professional wrestler in this day and age, you got to get in the car and you got to move and you got to let people know who you are and you got to get out there. And that's a lot of what, uh, what I've been getting taught and learned by my incredible mentors. I want to thank all my mentors and all my trainers I mentioned again. I love you. You created me. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be who I am. 
want to thank my family. I love my family. Love my wife. Happy wife, happy life. I love my son, Valor. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be who I am. So I'm just a product of all these incredible people around me, and I want to thank them. Dude. Well, I want to thank you one more time, man. Thanks for taking the time out today to talk to me here on the Fight Talk podcast. I will definitely be seeing you in person um, at the very soonest, uh, or the very latest, I guess you should say, would be September. Uh, look forward to watching your match with Teddy King. Look forward to uh, the atmosphere in the basement east here in Nashville. And uh, one last time, man, thank you so much for coming on, Ricky. I really, really appreciate it, dude. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. And just remember, guys, we're better together, and uh, everything's... Everything is all about community. It's all about being selfless, and it's all about listening to one another and loving on each other. That's all you need to do. You don't need a degree. I'm not. I'm not qualified for what I do, but I promise you, if you find a way to put your stuff to a side and listen to someone across from you, find a way to love someone, you can change the world. And people are one word, one sentence away from changing their life, and you have the ability to do it. Thank you, guys. All right, and that'll do it for this episode with me and Mr. Brickster. Thank you very much to Brickster, and thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you like to listen on, and make sure to leave a rating and a review. A five-star rating and a review helps the podcast out so much. I know I say it all the time, but it is the truth. Um, basically, if you rate and you review, it's more likely that more fans of mixed martial arts and professional wrestling will come across the, the podcast and... In turn, hopefully we grow our little community a little bit, and it costs no money to review and rate, and it takes like three seconds. So if you can do that, it really, really helps me out. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter. My handle is at FightTalk underscore. That's at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I have a Facebook group as well. Just search Fight Talk Podcast. And my Twitch channel. I'm on Twitch pretty often. Um, just search twitch.tv slash fight talk underscore so pretty much all my stuff is fight talk underscore and if you're into video games i'm on twitch i'm on camera and you can see the gameplay and we have like some cool graphics when people subscribe to the channel and follow and all this stuff you see a bunch of different uh animations and stuff it's a lot of fun and it's a really cool way for me in real time to interact with other people who are into this stuff you know so there's a chat that i can see while i'm on there and it's a really cool way to interact. It's something that I'll probably do for the podcast pretty soon. I'll try to do some episodes live on Twitch. It's a lot of fun. I play a lot of uh, EA Sports UFC 3. I play WWE 2K18. I'll be getting the new Madden soon. I play uh, Fortnite Battle Royal. I play a little bit of everything. But make sure to check that out. Once again, that's twitch.tv slash fighttalk underscore. I have merchandise at whataimaneuver.net. That is whataimaneuver.net. Got t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, even like onesies for kids and stuff. So... Got multiple designs, a bunch of different colors. Any money that you spend on that website goes right back into the podcast, back into my Twitch channel to help me out get to shows, uh, form relationships like I did. You know, I got to go to a show and I met Mr. Brickster, and that led to this podcast today. So, you know, all that stuff, every little bit helps. And once again, whatamaneuver.net is a great place to support, as well as donations, which are available through podomatic.com, which is the server for this podcast. And I also accept donations uh, via PayPal through Twitch. So anything you do, just know that it is going right back into the podcast and helping make the experience better for myself and you guys as viewers and listeners. Um, that's everything I can think of for now. I also want to give a shout-out to my uh, my buddies, my friends, uh, the company that I work for outside of the pro wrestling world, uh, MMA on Point. Their YouTube channel just hit 150,000 subscribers uh, yesterday. 
and it's been just about a year since the channel went up. So I do all the social media and news for them, so I'll give them a plug today here on the Fight Talk podcast. Um, just want to make sure if you're a fan of mixed martial arts, that's a great place to go. Just go on a Twitter, type in at MMA. And then on Instagram, we have at MMA on point and of course, MMA on I'm on there every single day updating you guys with MMA news and Jason and Tom, the guys who founded the company, the guys behind the majority of all the YouTube content. That's Jason and Tom. Uh, I do the news and the social media. Uh, we have Tommy Toehold, who's a well-known personality, works for Fox Sports, and he's been on YouTube for a long time. And then we got a couple new guys as well that I haven't met yet, but it's cool to see the team expanding. So I want to give one more shout-out. Once again, MMA on point. Check it out. And I want to give a shout-out to my sponsors before I get out of here, because without them, the show isn't even possible. We're going to start off with Williamson Brothers Barbecue. Williamson Brothers Barbecue has my favorite sauce in the world. I sound like a broken record when I say it, but it's the truth. Like, I really, really love the sauce. I even use it instead of ketchup for a lot of stuff now. It's become like a condiment replacement for me. So I uh, I love it. And it's all natural. It's gluten-free. I mean, you can even find it in, in Whole Foods. So that just speaks to the natural ingredients. And the best way to find it, just go on walmart.com to search Williamson Bros. And when you're doing your other shopping, just throw some sauce in your cart and you will not regret it. As a matter of fact, if you listen to this and you buy some of their sauce, I'll let you review the sauce live on this show, and then we'll talk some pro wrestling or MMA, whatever you want to talk about. You get a couple minutes here on this podcast just for trying some uh, incredible barbecue sauce. So check it out. And they have three physical locations in the Atlanta, Georgia area. So once again, thank you to Williamson Brothers Barbecue for being a part of the Fight Talk podcast. Also, I want to give a shout out to Brian Jensen. Brian Jensen is a professional boxing cornerman and trainer. He's a personal trainer. He helps with pretty much anything you're looking for, whether it's just learning how to throw hands, you know, some self-defense, or you want to lose weight, or you're a professional fighter, MMA artist, you know, whatever you, whatever you do, Brian can help you with. And he's super easy to get in touch with. Just go on Instagram and search at Atlanta Boxing Coach. All is one word, Atlanta Boxing Coach. Hit up Brian, he'll hit you back, and he'll work something out with you. He's out of the Atlanta, Georgia area, but if you aren't nearby, he'll still be able to work with you remotely, and he'll figure something out to help you out. So uh, definitely hit him up, Brian Jensen. You will not regret it. Also, I want to give a shout-out to WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble.com is the place to be for fantasy pick'em contests, for professional wrestling. It's always so much fun and always such great prizes on the line. Basically, uh, you go on there, you fill out some entries uh, for the major shows, and they have a bunch of cash and a bunch of prizes, like literally hundreds and thousands of dollars uh, for some of these contests. Uh, replica title belts. I mean, I even won, I won a, an NXT replica championship during the NXT TakeOver New Orleans uh, Pick'em Contest. I, I won the contest, and I have a belt that literally sits next to me during my Twitch streams. And that was just from predicting professional wrestling from my couch. It's a lot of fun. Make sure to check it out, WrestleRumble.com, and make sure to follow all their contests and stay up to date on Twitter, at WrestleRumble. And last but never least, I want to give a shout-out to my friends over at Heroes and Legends Collectibles. They are a professional wrestling collectible memorabilia company specialized in action figures, vintage magazines and programs, DVDs, autograph memorabilia, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, they're awesome. They're really nice people, and they do fair business. Make sure to follow them on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HL Pro Wrestling. And if you're looking for collectibles and all that good stuff, hit them up. 
Chad Flats, the uh, the man, the man with the plan over there, and he's a super cool, super nice guy, and he'll definitely help you try to get you know what you're looking for and give you a fair deal on it. So once again, thank you to Heroes and Legends for being a part of the show. Thank you guys very much for listening, and I don't know when I'll be back next, but I'll be back soon.